The Appalachian Mountains are home for me. It's a place that I grew up, a place that I love, and a place that I do plan to hike from point A to point B one day. I've hiked sections of the trail several times, but I've never been through the whole thing, and one day I hope to be an honorary Appalachian Trail through hiker. These viewers, however, have seen some strange and undeniably horrific things while on the Appalachian Trail, so we're going to share some scary stories from them today. Welcome back to The Swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today we're going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true Appalachian horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. Back in the day when I was a kid, Papa Swamp used to be a professional alligator wrestler. In fact, he was so good he would tie his left hand behind his back and do backflips up a snowbank for 24 hours before he would even fight one of those dreaded gators. And you know, getting a good night's sleep is something that would really be beneficial for him if he wanted to continue living this lifestyle. But unfortunately, Papa Swamp has been having a hard time getting some sleep. And we had tried absolutely everything, but that's when we found microdose gummies. They helped me and Papa Swamp fall asleep and wake up rested and feeling energized and ready to absolutely smash out any gators that come our way. They taste great, and I'm gonna tell you from experience, they have helped me with my workout recovery a ton. I am waking up rested, I'm feeling a little bit less sore, and it's just been going great with my already active routines. It's not something that's gonna make you couch ridden, it's not gonna make you feel crazy, this is something that's gonna only help you stay more focused and ready and driven. So, what are you waiting for? Join me, Papa Swan and many others in the swamp today. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code SWAMPED to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. As always, links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com and use code SWAMPED to save 30% off your first order and to get free shipping. My Horrifying Appalachian Trail Hiking Experience by Baby Chungus 08 I have always been a very avid hiker. I spent a lot of my days outdoors, but somehow, living in the area I do, I had never actually been to the Appalachian Mountains in Virginia before. I had heard that the scenery was breathtaking and have hiked other parts of the Appalachian before. The trails were challenging, so I decided to plan a trip and try to see if I could conquer this. As I arrived at the trailhead, I felt this rush of excitement. The sun was shining bright, the birds were chirping loudly, and I felt like I was in for quite an adventure. The trail started out easy enough, but as I continued on it got steeper and more challenging. As I climbed higher and higher, the air started to get cooler and the scenery around me became more and more beautiful. The leaves on the trees were changing colors, and I could see in miles in every direction. I felt like I was on top of the world, honestly. It was a great feeling, something you can't really describe with words. But then something strange happened. The wind, it started to pick up. The temperature dropped even more. It was like a sudden cold front had moved in out of nowhere. I started to feel uneasy, but I pushed on, determined to make it to the summit. As I continued on, I noticed that the trees around me had become twisted and gnarled. 
The leaves were gone and the branches were bare. It was like I had entered a different world. One that was dead and lifeless. That's when I saw it. There was a figure standing just in the distance. It was tall and slender with long arms and legs that seemed to stretch on forever. I couldn't make out any discernible features, but I knew that it was not another human being. I tried to run, but for whatever reason it felt like the mud underneath my feet wouldn't let me move. I was stuck in place, staring at the figure that was now starting to move towards me. It was like it was drawing closer to me, luring me in with its otherworldly presence. I was absolutely terrified, but I could not look away. It's as if this thing wanted me to see it. The figure was getting closer and closer, and I knew that I was in danger. And then, just as suddenly as it appeared, right as it was just about arm's length from me, this thing vanished into particles in thin air. I tried to shake off the feeling that this thing had taken a hold of me, but I couldn't. I couldn't shake this fear. I couldn't shake this anxiety. Something felt wrong. I felt like I was being watched in every direction. The sensation of something being just a foot away from me never went away. It was like something was lurking just beyond my field of vision. And then something went terribly, terribly wrong. I stepped on a loose rock and tumbled down the side of the mountain. My ankle twisted and I felt a sharp pain shoot up my leg. I knew I had to get help, but I was miles from the nearest town. I didn't fall terribly far down the mountain, but I was definitely down enough and injured enough that even trying to crawl was way too much. The pain was just unbearable. I knew that I was in trouble and I didn't know how long I could hold on. As night fell, the temperature dropped even further and I felt my body start to go numb. But then I heard a voice. It was distant at first, but it grew louder and louder with time until I could make out the words. And thank God it was a rescue team coming to save me. I don't remember much after that. I was airlifted to safety and taken to the hospital, where I was treated for my injuries. But even now, years later, I can't shake out the feeling of dread that I felt on that mountain that day. The figure that I saw, the sense of being watched, the terror of being lost and alone on a treacherous trail. It was a hiking trip that I'll never forget, for all the wrong reasons. I still hike to this day. I just keep a GPS system on me now, and I'm way more aware of my surroundings. But... I still don't know what that creature was. Appalachian Road Trip Gone Wrong by Andrew G. As I drove through the Appalachian Mountains in North Carolina, I couldn't help but marvel at the natural beauty surrounding me. The vibrant green leaves of the trees and the clear blue sky are a welcome change from the city's concrete jungle. However, my peaceful drive was soon disrupted. When I heard a loud pop, noticing my tire had now honestly been torn to shreds, my car began to swerve uncontrollably and my heart raced as I struggled to regain control of the car. But ultimately it was no use in the end. The vehicle careened off the road and crashed into a nearby tree. Dazed and confused, I opened the door and stumbled out. My head was spinning. I couldn't see straight for quite a few minutes. I don't know if I was concussed or what. It was then that I noticed something strange in the tree line. You know, at first, I wasn't really paying attention. It was hard to see straight, but as my eyes seemed to settle, I thought that I saw a deer or some kind of wildlife. But as I was squinting my eyes to get a better look, I realized that it was something far more sinister. There... 
Lurking among the trees was a figure that sent shivers down my spine. It was tall. It was an elongated type humanoid creature. It was lanky and pale, almost translucent. Its limbs were twisted and gnarled. Its eyes glowed a sickly yellow color. I could hear my heart pounding in my ears. I stumbled backward, trying to put some sort of distance between me and whatever the hell that thing was. But as I did this, I noticed something even more disturbing. Around me, the forest had gone deathly silent. The birds had stopped chirping, the rustling of leaves had ceased, and the only sound that I could really notice was the beating of my own heart. Trembling with fear, I realized that I had no choice but to confront the creature. I took a step forward, and it did the same. Its eyes never left me, and I could feel its malevolent gaze piercing through my soul. For what felt like an eternity, we stood there staring at each other. Eventually, I heard the sound of my roadside assistance coming, and the creature bolted off in the opposite direction of me, leaving me alone and shaken. To this day, I can't explain what I saw that day in the Appalachian Mountains, but one thing is for sure. I'll never forget the terror that gripped me when my tire popped and I lost control of my car. Blue Ridge High Strangeness by 828Fiend I had always dreamed of camping in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. The thought of sleeping under the stars, surrounded by nature's beauty, was too tempting to resist. I packed a backpack full of stuff and set off on my adventure one day. It was one of those spontaneous decisions that I made that I would later regret. The first few days were nothing short of magical. The crisp mountain air filled my lungs and the sound of the nearby creek lulled me to sleep at night. I spent my days hiking through the forest admiring the stunning vistas and the wildlife. It was everything I'd ever hoped for and more. Now, I had heard of crazy folklore stories like the Brown Mountain Lights and Bigfoot and Feral People, but I never thought they were real, you know? However, on the third night, something changed that. I woke up in the middle of the night, disoriented and a bit confused. It took me a few moments to realize that something was terribly wrong. The air had grown thick and heavy. The forest was eerily quiet. Even the sound of the creek had seemingly stopped. It was as if the entire world was holding its breath. I sat up and looked around trying to make any sense of it, trying to figure out what the heck was happening. Then I saw it. A pair of glowing eyes were staring at me from the darkness. They were too far away to see what exactly it was, but I knew that it wasn't anything natural. The eyes were too large and too bright to belong to any animal I knew of. I began to shake with fear. I grabbed my flashlight and shone it in the direction of the eyes. But to my horror, I saw absolutely nothing. If there was a creature there, it was, it was invisible. Or maybe it had disappeared entirely. For the rest of the night, I sat huddled in my sleeping bag, listening to the sound of my own heartbeat. The forest had come alive with sounds of rustling leaves and twigs snapping. It was as if something was moving through the forest searching for me, running in circles, if you will. The next morning, I packed up my things and hiked back to my car, I didn't want to take any chances with whatever was out there in the woods. I did notice that all around my campsite was highly disturbed. There were broken branches everywhere, uprooted plants. It looked like an absolute disaster. As I drove away from the Blue Ridge Mountains, 
I couldn't shake the feeling that something had been watching me, something otherworldly and malevolent. To this day, I have no idea what I saw or experienced that night, and I hope somebody in the comments will be able to tell me something. I don't know if it has anything to do with the Brown Mountain Lights, Bigfoot, or feral people, but it downright scared me and it, it just feels like it fits in that vein. When I was about seven or eight years old, I had a disturbing encounter with a creature or entity. I lived in the Appalachian mountain range of Pennsylvania. It was November when around daylight savings time occurred. I remember it was supposed to be a school day, but since the heavy snow came down, the buses could not drive out in the morning, so school was canceled for a snow day. I was excited to spend the rest of the day in the snow, playing and exploring. We had an acre of property going quite far back into the woods. I walked deep into the forest to a small frozen pond past my property line. Suddenly, the woods went dead silent. No sounds of birds, no wildlife scurrying around, absolutely nothing. I remember thinking it was strange but kept walking to make it to the pond. I should have turned around right then and there and just went home, but I was just a naive little kid. After I reached the pond, Everything was still completely silent and the hairs on the back of my neck felt like they were rising. I started to get frightened, but I didn't know why. I felt like something terrible would happen to me if I didn't leave right then and there. So I decided, out of some random spark in my brain, to run back home. As I arrived at my backyard, I realized it was so late and the sun was setting. My mom came running outside asking where I was all day and never disappear like that again. Now. None of this made any sense to me, because I had only been out for about 20 minutes or so. I left my house in my snow gear at around 10am, right after the snow day call. It was almost 8pm, meaning I had been gone for 10 hours. I have had no idea how this happened and how I had been gone for that long. I only remember being out there for maybe a 15-20 to 20 minute period. I don't know if this has anything to do with any kind of cryptids, or any kind of weird supernatural elements. But I do know, it was very similar to the things I've heard on the Swamp Dweller YouTube channel in the past when it came to missing 411 videos. Has anyone else ever had this happen to them? Was it some sort of creature? I didn't see anything at all while out there. I didn't lose track of time, and I didn't fall and hit my head or anything. What do you think happened? Please let me know in the comments, and thank you Swamp Dweller for sharing this experience. I know it might not be super terrifying, but the details surrounding this experience will forever have me scratching my head. So my trucking route is from here, in Connecticut, down to Kentucky and Tennessee. It's a pretty good run. I get to see all the sights of the East Coast, but one area of the country gets wild. The area around the Appalachian Mountains. You guys probably know that one of the country's poorest areas got screwed over as the coal mining jobs dwindled and the local economy went down the crapper. I feel for those people down there. Seeing how entrenched in poverty some families are is truly heartbreaking. So I was rolling through an area of the state that I hadn't previously been through, thanks to my usual section of the highway being blocked off by some traffic accident that had unfortunately left a few people dead. I was having some trouble navigating the roads after my phone ran out of battery, and wouldn't you know it, the plug charger decided to give out too. Worst timing ever. 
But I was an experienced truck driver and wasn't driving an 18-wheeler on that run, so I was free to take some more of the minor roads to find my way around. But even though I considered myself pretty good on the streets, there was a point when I found myself hopelessly lost, and I started to worry that I wouldn't make my shipping delivery deadline. That would mean disciplinary proceedings, and I could not afford those. So anyway, I happened to see this guy wandering down the side of the road. So I slow my truck down, wind down the window, and ask him for directions. The guy seems friendly enough and is willing to take a few minutes to give me all the information I need to make it back onto the main highway that are headed south. But then I started asking him if there was anywhere nearby that I could get some lunch, as it was getting towards about 1 in the afternoon and I'd only managed to get myself a meager breakfast. The guy seems to think for a minute, scratching his head, taking an unusually long time to think of an answer to this question that usually would only take a few seconds to answer. It's rare to be anywhere in West Virginia where there isn't a cracker barrel within a few miles, so why he didn't just point me in the direction of one of those was beyond me. When I pressed him, he told me he knew of an old family-run place that did the best chicken fried steak in the entire county, maybe even the state. Suddenly, all was forgiven. Now, I might be a northerner, but I'll be damned if I turn down a good chicken fried steak. All that was taking so long was for him to try and remember the best way there that wouldn't take me down some run-down old dirt road, one which might get my truck stuck on it, which would have left me screwed. So after a minute, he gave me a detailed direction toward an old strip mall. He told me it was mostly abandoned, but the restaurant was still there, along with a few other smaller businesses, and not to pay any mind that the place seemed quiet during lunch as it did most of its business in the early morning to late evening. I was happy enough, thanked the guy, then set off following the directions he had given me. So it took me a little while to find the old strip mall the guy was talking about. It was a little frustrating to drive past a couple of chain restaurants and whatnot given that I was so hungry. But goddamn, if I wasn't craving some of that country style, chicken fried steak, and if it was really a family run place, then all the better. The chain restaurant stuff doesn't cut it compared to the authentic, home-style cooking. But eventually, I found this rundown old strip mall the guy seemed to be talking about, and it was a wonder that this place was in such a state of disrepair. It was way off any highway. There were absolutely no signs, anywhere. Literally nothing to let you know it was there. But even worse, I saw no indication that any kind of restaurant was open in any of the units. I wasn't about to give up so easily, though, as I saw one place with a big old sign saying something like, Mama J's Country Kitchen, or some weird variation. So my hopes were restored. That's when I see a guy open the door of the place, stepping out into the afternoon heat and staring over at my truck. I gave him away from the driver's side, overjoyed that I was finally about to get some decent food on what had been a long, a lonely drive down from Connecticut. I figured he hadn't seen me do it, that or the sun was obscuring his vision or something, because he just continued to stare back at me. I get out of my truck, lock the doors, and walk to the restaurant. I called out to the guy halfway across the parking lot asking if they were open for business. Again, the guy doesn't react. He keeps staring at me in a distinctly unwelcoming way that I notice. Something in my gut just told me to stop walking. I had this creeping feeling all over my body like something was telling me that something was wrong with this whole setup and no sooner had I started feeling distinctly vulnerable, the guy reached behind his back, pulling something out of his back pocket, and put it on his head. At first I thought it was a woolly hat, but then he pulled it down, 
and I realized it was a balaclava. Then I noticed something else in his hand, a small revolver. I turn and start running back to the truck, and as I do, I see a few other guys emerging from the derelict units, each running towards my car and trying to cut me off. Each had a weapon in their hand, be it a knife or an iron bar, and seeing those just made me run even faster. Thank God I had gotten that feeling when I did, otherwise they would have made it to the truck before I did. I threw the door open, jumped inside and locked the cab behind me, trembling as I was rummaging from my pocket, trying to get my keys. The bandits surrounded the cab of my truck, hitting the chassis with their weapons and demanding I get out. The guy with the gun aimed it right at my face through the windshield, screaming for me to get the hell out of the truck. I had no choice but to do what I did. I gunned the engine and plowed the whole bunch of them, knocking down those who didn't jump out of the way of mine. I leaned down in my seat as I gripped the wheel out of pure instinct, and again, I thank God I did. Because when I did that, and I hit the guy with the gun, he let loose a single shot that shattered the windshield and struck the seat just above my head. I circled the parking lot expecting the following image to come at any moment, but only the bandits that had gotten out of my way of my initial truck charge were chasing me. Two or three were lying on the concrete, rolling around in pain while the others held on to their limbs. I think it's about the only thing that saved me, having the presence of mind to ram them instead of trying to reverse out of there. If that had been my choice, I might not be around to tell you this story. I got out of that parking lot, speeding off blindly in the first direction I could until I found somewhere to park up and call the cops safely. The sheriff's deputy I spoke to told me to swing on by the department when I was able to, so I could give a statement, and I did exactly that. But not until I'd managed to get some lunch, as not even the terror of almost getting hijacked and getting killed would dull my appetite. I guess that makes me sound goddamn fat, but you guys need to appreciate just how hungry I was. Down at the department, however, I learned that I was not the first truck driver to have this issue. I was not the first one at all, actually, to run into these bandits. How I'd been just unlucky enough to ask directions from one of their kinfolk, who had directed me to a rundown strip mall just before calling his buddies to let them know I'd be there, at least, that's the only conclusion we came to once I described the guy I had asked directions from. The deputy seemed to nod knowingly when I related this guy's physical description. I'm warning you guys to be very careful when you're out on the roads. And although it seems like a tired old cautionary tale from your Facebook posting aunt, be careful when you talk to strangers. There's no way of knowing who they actually are. I've never had paranormal experiences, but I cannot explain this. I'm in college currently, and seven other people from my school and I went backpacking. We had two experienced leaders at the time. We drove to Zaleski State Park in the Appalachian region of Ohio. It was early April this year, and it was cold and everything was still dead from winter. After hiking miles into the forest, we set up camp at a backpacking campsite and there were a couple of other groups of people there. As a few were friendly older couples, and then two college-age girls, everyone was pretty spread out. We set up camp further away from everyone else. I have always been able to sense the energy of places, and at this point this place didn't feel very great. It was almost spooky. Each of us had individual one-person tents, and we formed a cluster on this site, with my tent in the back so no one would be behind me. Our group was next to the forest because this backpacking site was like a big cleared-off square in the middle of the trees. Fast forward, 
I'm dead asleep and it's sometime around 2am. I wake up to leaves crunching behind my tent. I hear footsteps walking in circles around my tent. They had a sort of heaviness to them that couldn't be a deer or a dog. Also, it sounded like it was on two legs and not four. I cannot make this up. This creature, or whatever it was, was circling my tent for long periods, slowly creeping up to the sides of my tent and then just stopping. And then it would move on to walking around the rest of our tent cluster. I could hear a human-like breathing from the mouth when it was close to my tent, like a light sort of heaving. I was shaking, too scared to unzip my tent and investigate. I kid you not, this seemingly went on for hours, and in my experience it seemed like I was the only one who was awake. Out of nowhere, I see an illuminated light shape from my tent, although I couldn't tell you what it was from inside my tent because it was all zipped up. It was like a warm glow, and it didn't move like a flashlight. I was paralyzed in absolute fear. I couldn't believe this was an animal. At some point, I fell asleep due to sheer exhaustion, but I could hear the heavy footsteps circling until I did. In the morning, I questioned my fellow campers about it and my leader admitted she heard the footsteps and noises as well. Realizing it was bizarre and she would have investigated had she not been so dizzy, one of the boys in the group said they also noticed the light that came on but thought it was someone else. Not a single person in this group went to go to the bathroom at night or turned on any sort of light. I've heard about the Appalachian regions being creepy and bizarre, and now I truly believe it. Some people online have leaned towards Bigfoot because apparently he is associated with light orbs. I've never seen a Bigfoot, and I've never really been a Bigfoot believer, but I'm telling you, this didn't feel like it was just any animal like a bear. First and foremost, I'm a non-believer. I've never had any encounters with anything supernatural or otherwise not normal. I want to keep this short. Last night I woke up to my dogs barking. As usual, I let them outside to do their thing. For context, I live in North Carolina in the Appalachian Mountain Range. When I open my bedroom door, I step out into the hallway and immediately slip onto the floor. One of my dogs has been crapping themselves everywhere, running around the house barking and raising hell. I get up and get to the door to let them out, and turn back toward the closet to get some cleaning supplies. I clean it up, and everything is sorted, and put it back into the closet. I then let my dogs back into the house. At this point, nothing too strange has happened, so I open the door to let the dogs in and two come in immediately. Charlie, the dog who had had the accident, stays out near the perimeter of the electric fence, barking into the dark. I close the door and go into the bathroom to clean myself up. I take off my clothes, shower, and then took the clothes that were old and dirty and set them right outside by the back door. When I do this, my third dog comes back inside quickly. Still at this point, nothing is wrong or out of order. I take a towel to a few spots around the house to get all the fecal matter. I decide to throw out the towel along with my pajamas, so I take the towel and clothes and head toward the bins at the back door. I grab the stuff I'm throwing out in a small basket and head towards the trash bin. Yes, this is where it gets weird. As I walk, I notice it's pitch black outside, and no light from inside is shining out since I had been asleep. As soon as I consider how dark it is, I hear whistling. As soon as I hear the whistle, I hear Charlie inside the house barking and losing his mind. I stop to think what it is. A bird maybe? But it's not. The whistle goes up and down in pitch with fluidity, 
and stops at certain angles. There is no rhyme or pattern to it. I stopped walking as soon as I heard the whistle. As I said before, I don't believe in monsters or demons or anything like that. I do think there are undoubtedly sick human beings, though. I listened for another five seconds, maybe before dropping the basket and briskly walking back inside, locking the door for good measure. That night, I slept with my shotgun in my bed and all of my dogs close. I still to this day have no idea what made those whistling noises and what was causing my dogs to freak out, as on any normal night, they would never act this way and feel like they run this whole area. If anybody has any ideas in the comments down below, please let me know. As far as I know, there's something or someone strange in the Appalachian woods. First, I will say I'm not a believer or a skeptic. I don't know how to describe myself, honestly. I try to find scientific explanations for things while considering that it could very well just be something crazy. This time, I can't call it anything but nuts. I'm an avid hiker and hunter. No, this is not a skinwalker story. I like to go into the woods for days at a time and camp, hunt, and fish. I do this quite often in the Appalachian area. I went into a forest off the beaten path in the Daniel Boone National Park. As per my usual MO, and search for a nice place near a creek with plenty of room to set up camp. I had my survival gear, rifle, and camping supplies. My buddy was with me, but he wasn't around when I ran into whatever this thing is. About three days in, we were sick of fish, so I went to grab some squirrels, seeing as how they were plentiful and the only thing in season. I'm not going to BS you. Squirrel hunting with a big-ass gun is not really a thing. All I had that would work was a 22 and a knife. I got about 30 minutes from camp, so I was well out of sight and earshot from my friend. I get to a nice, wooded area and stop on a stump. The first sign something was up is that there were no sounds around me. No squirrels, no birds, nothing. The second, so the second sign was the sky darkening. A big storm blew in out of nowhere, very quickly. If you live in Kentucky, you know the one. The big lightning storm from a week or two back. This was my cue to F off. I started the trek to camp. I was making good time when I saw whatever it was. It was crawling low to the ground about a hundred yards ahead of me. My first thought was a bear, but then it stood up. Not in all fours or two legs. It had six limbs, two arms and four legs. Then it hauled ass until it was out of view. Pretty freaky considering it was in the middle of the day during a storm. There's a distinct chance I saw things off and I was maybe just hallucinating, but I'm not so sure. I told my friend about it and he got uneasy and suggested we leave. He's a bona fide Appalachian man, so bet your ass as soon as the storm cleared, we cleaned up camp and left out of there as quickly as we could. I don't know what this was. Maybe some sort of Bigfoot? Maybe some sort of hybrid creature? I couldn't even begin to tell you, but there's something in the Appalachians that's unnatural. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true Appalachian horror stories. If you enjoyed these stories, be sure to slap that like button as it helps me out a ton. 
If you're new to the channel, why not subscribe and join the Swamp Dwellers and help us expand our ever-growing waters. Be sure to punch that subscribe button and make sure notifications are on as I upload brand new videos nearly every single day on all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. If you're on Reddit, you can go to r slash thedarkswamp and submit stories there as well. If you're on the go, but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. Thank you guys so much for supporting the Swamp the way you do. I couldn't do this on a daily basis without you all. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story was your favorite tonight. If you made it all the way to the end, tonight's code word is Appalachian Jumping Frog. I'd love to see what funny comments you guys can come up with. It's cool to see everybody confused, and it's great to see how many of you actually make it to the end. Thank you guys. I'll see you soon. Be sure to join me on Twitter, Facebook, Google, all those other good social medias, and I'll be here soon with another creepy video.